Dunkin' Rewards members who order ahead on the app can get a $2 medium cold brew every day all month long. Not a member? Join on the Dunkin' app and get even more exclusive Dunkin' deals. Dunkin' Rewards. Save them, stack them, use them how you want. America runs on Dunkin'. Limit one per member per day. Additional charges and terms may apply. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. I have, this is a dirty game, bro. And what I've always said is all is fair in love, war, and challenges. 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 Welcome to another episode of Love, War, Challenges. I am MTV Malik. He is Tyler Louder. We're also joined with Becky at Gift Master Bex and Anthony, a.k.a. The Bananas Defender. <laughs> What's <laughs> yes, let's continue no. this. I think this should be an every week thing. You're really going to hate me once hey, you boy. hear the episode that I already just put up. Oni. Obviously, you didn't listen. Wait, which wait, which one? He didn't hear it because he doesn't listen. <laughs> you, I put up the last episode yesterday. You retweeted oh, it today. Yes. Yeah. Oh, the Nashville one. Okay, 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 okay. listens to it. That one. Yes. <sighs> yeah, you should listen to it. I was dying. Should, I was laughing the entire time. I was time. dying also. I'm not gonna lie. I didn't listen to it either, but that's because I made it. <sighs> I so you. I'm pretty sure I know how it sounds. So. If you want to know something, well, you two were talking about Challenge Mania. Antonio and I were messaging each other the whole time. So. <laughs> you. <laughs> what are y'all talking about? Uh. <laughs> Send me the screenshot. No. I don't. <laughs> I mean, Tyler was talking the most shit. <laughs> I want to see the screenshots. I want to know what y'all said. I really want to know. Y'all some shady motherfuckers. I was obviously gush- <laughs> gushing really, really hard about Nashville. Nashville was so wonderful. Let's see, what else has happened since then? Yeah, it was, it was literally like two sentences each, and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> it was literally 20 minutes. It was awesome. <laughs> I didn't even get into all of the crazy shit that actually happened. We were just saying how much of a good time we had. There was so much shit that happened in Nashville. Like, and so much shit, like, you guys wouldn't even believe me. I'm going to have to talk to you guys about it. It's crazy. Let's come in here and do what we came to do. And that's going to be season 25, episode 7, Free Agents. Let's get it in. You guys ready? Can we tell our fans a disclaimer that this is actually a rerun because Antonio messed up everything? Wow. So you didn't listen to the episode either. So you didn't even listen to the episode either, Tyler. I see. I, I, no, you didn't. I work weekends. I listen to our episodes on Mondays. Wait, wait so what happened? I'm the so episode was now. 18 minutes. I work weekends. No, but... <sighs> You got to listen to the episode. Tyler, what do you do? Like, I'm trying to figure out what you do for a job. Uh, Porn. Well, so I I, I train athletes for soccer, and then I work in a bar late nights, and then I'm with my kids during the daytime. I'm also a full-time student. Oh, another busy man. That's what I'm talking about. Busy man. That's what I'm talking about. Anthony, what the fuck do you do? I'm not answering you. Jack off. I work. He's like, I go to school and jerk off when I I get home. To pictures of Johnny Bananas. (laughs) <laughs> yeah and i have a new podcast coming up so um that's in the works right now 
Yeah, we're real excited for you. I bet you. <laughs> that, sounded, that sounded so fake. <laughs> it really did. Malik's like not even excited at all. No, I'm super excited for him. I mean, right. I've been asking him questions about it. I would love to see what it's going to be about. You know what? Sorry if it came off a little catty. Uh, congratulations on your new endeavor. We do hope the best for you guys and anything you need from us. We got you. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's going to come out within the next month or so. We're still in the working process of it. Oh, yeah, that's, that's dope. No, it's going to be good. I'm sure, I'm, sure it I'm sure it is. It's going to be coming from the guys who's, who did the uh, Pinstripe Empire. They worked with us last year. Uh, it was definitely a great show. Very happy no, to see those guys come own, back. It's my own podcast. Yeah, no, he's not happy. I them. know, Basically. but I'm saying I'm just giving them a little context on yes, where these guys I'm are coming with from. Them now. Yeah, I get it. That's what I'm trying to convey. <laughs> Jesus Christ, oh, bro! God, Anthony is really <laughs> super defensive right now. Context. Yes. Yeah, right. I was just because joking, I bro. Hate Yankee fans, and I'm working with them. You're so defensive. Just calm hey. down. If fucking it, if Mets it, fan. If it like, makes you any better, everybody hates New York fans, so don't worry. Hey, that's not nice. I'm going to say he's a Mets fan, and technically aren't they New fan. York? Well, listen, we be winning shit, so... Yeah, be in, and we're pretty, we're pretty good luck for the AL East next season, so we're not worried. Not worried. Who you got for us? The fucking Orioles? Yeah, we're going to be okay. <laughs> anyway, Jesus let's go ahead and get into this episode. Jordan and Laurel are getting extremely close, and... uh. Carver's happy for her. Seeing Laurel happy and smiling and having somebody to flirt with, I love it. I love that she's happy. <laughs> so that's good. So it looks like Carver wasn't the all-encompassing hate machine that she is now. Moving on to Bananas. Bananas is over there hating on Jordan, and he decides to make another hand joke. Are we shocked? Watching Laurel and Jordan canoodle turns my stomach because he is, hands down, one of the most arrogant, pompous overachievers I've ever met in my entire life, and I want to uh, set him straight. In that one, last season, when you guys are sitting there, he's like, I'm like the Great Gatsby. Uh, yeah. I'm like the Great Gatsby. Mysterious. And he's like, I'm mysterious. Like, oh. The only thing mysterious about you is your four missing fingers. <laughs> so, these fucking hand jokes. We've already heard one or two so far this season. Seems that it might be getting a little bit out of hand. Do you guys think that Johnny should just drop the fucking hand jokes at this point? Maybe it's not that cool. Tyler, kick it off. Well, I liked your joke that you just said right there, even if nobody else caught it, that it was getting out of hand. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Um, you know, it, this, is, this is complete foul at this point. This is kind of like one of those like, situations where, like, if you don't like somebody, just don't, just don't talk about them. Like, if you like somebody, you're going to keep talking about them, you know? And it just it doesn't make sense to me to keep bringing something up other than... He knows where the cameras are. He knows what the storyline is. And he's, you know, he's an on-talent producer. And we've heard them say this in the past, that guys like him can help push a storyline. And I think that's what he's doing, actually. So if he's doing it for the storyline, does that make it fair? No. No, because the storyline really only benefits, like, the producers and the challenge gods. I mean, it's just like when somebody says the same joke over and over and over again. Well, Johnny doesn't do that. It's always new and original material. Absolutely. He never repeats he the same never joke. He does. It's not normal. Never. But yeah, no, his obsession with, you know, Jordan's hand is just getting redundant. It's not, it was never funny, but even if anybody thought it was funny, it's, it's not funny anymore. Just let it die. And you don't like the guy. We all get it. Blah, blah, blah. You know, at this point, just shut up. Just ignore him. It's just really petty, childish bullshit at this point. But Johnny, what do we expect? Antonio, defend your daddy. <laughs> well, 
honestly, I don't see anything wrong with it. People said a lot worse on the challenge. People, and in the future, it's going to get worse and worse. I think at this point, when you're in the game, all fair and love war and challenges. You can say what you want, and that's it. Especially when it's behind closed doors, that's what it is. It's not like you're saying it to their face and cause and can cause more of a fight. What, what more? What more do you want? And say nothing. No, you're you're definitely right. People have definitely said a lot worse in the challenge. Like when Johnny called Evelyn a dumb bitch, or he called Kellyanne a bitch. Oh, he called her an anorexic bitch. Hmm. Uh, what else he did? He said to Robin about her needing her pills or something like that. Okay, well, well, that well, that wasn't the question. So. No, no, no. I was going off of what you said. People have said worse. The only time anybody has said anything worse than Johnny Bananas was Kenny Santucci. He's the only one who took it, like, that far. That's a fact. So, great company you guys are in. Let's go ahead and move on. The challengers get a clue from TJ about a Uruguayan barbecue, and all anyone can think about is uh, pig balls. For some reason, the whole entire team, they have this irrational fear that they're going to be eating pig balls tonight. Except for Devin. Devin literally said, that a food challenge and trivia are the only two things she did to train for the challenge. So she's ready to go. <laughs> Teresa's politic with Anita, and she's feeling backstabbed by Devin, which I don't think is a fair feeling. I mean, you put in motion these events that's, that put a target on you. So right now, Teresa's going to be on Loru's hit list. The challenges arrive, and there's a grill on the sand, and there's crates of condiments and all kinds of seasoning. Today's daily is going to be called Sausage party. See what people got. As you can see behind me, there's a giant obstacle course. That's because today you guys are going to be playing sausage party. <laughs> this challenge is going to be played in two rounds one for guys, one for girls. So to begin, I'm going to wrap everyone up like a sausage. Then I'm going to line you up at the starting line. And when I say go, you're going to kick, wiggle, and roll yourself through this entire course. <laughs> now, along the way, you'll hit some condiments for sure, get you dressed up a little bit. As long as you end up on this bread, the finish line. Now, the first guy and the first girl to make it onto the bread bun will win today's challenge and not only be safe, but also be choosing the one guy and one girl who are not already taking part in the draw to go into the elimination round, all right? Now, the draw is going to be made up of the last three guys and the last three girls. Everybody else is up for nomination. Cool? All right, good luck, you guys. Make it happen. So, basically, this game is uh, everybody's wrapped up and... Everybody has to roll through an obstacle course through condiments like salsa and guacamole and tomatoes and all kinds of shit. TJ decides that he's going to uh, participate today and he's doing the wrapping up the challengers. Nobody knows what they're doing in this challenge, so the ladies are going to be up first. Nobody knows what they're doing. And Jessica and Teresa are in the back. Loru is in the lead by far, with Kara being a distant second. Loru stalls out when she hits the hot grill. It's metal, it's been sitting in the sun and it looks uncomfortable as fuck, and she's just laying there. The game is really only comes down to Laurel and Kara. Everybody else gets clumped up on a hot grill. I am tired, but we're neck and neck now, so there's no stopping. I gotta keep going. Get up, get up there. <laughs> hey, good job, girls. Good job. So they finally make it to the end, and Laurel gets stuck at the bread right at the finish line. Kara catches up to her, but Laurel is able to roll her way onto the bread, and she gets the win. Laura makes it up and the car follows, and then Jessica comes in third, Teresa comes in fourth, and Anissa comes in fifth. It looks like Devin, Nani, and Janae, they all time out, and they are going into elimination. Laura immediately puts Teresa in the sights. I have an idea who I think I'm gonna vote in tonight, and it's most likely gonna be Teresa, only because she went after me. But everything can change, you know, depending on what deals go down. And Devin's wig Tamara is down for the count. Poor Tamara. 
She didn't sign up for this. She was supposed to have a long and beautiful life, and yet she sacrificed herself so that I could be a sausage. And although I didn't win, Tamara the Wig won because she was a brave, brave headpiece that day. Now, how do you guys feel about the girl side of this elimination? It didn't look like it was a very close race. It really came down to just Laura and Kara. I can't say that this is my favorite challenge that I've seen, but I think it was supposed to be fun, but it didn't look like anybody was having fun. Bananas, what did you make of the girls' turn on this daily? I don't know. I feel like with this one, it was definitely more dominant for the athletic girls, I feel like, because someone like Laurel and Kara, who at this point in their challenge career, they are known to be very athletic, and they're the ones that really did good on this. And you have people like Devin, who is known to not be athletic, and she came in last. So I think the more skill you have, the better you are at this. But then you got somebody like Teresa, and she didn't do well. Nani's no slouch, even though she's not a super beast like some of the other girls. The thing is, though, Teresa could have had a bad day, but she, her strategy wasn't really helping her either. That's what really hurt her. She didn't use the same strategy as Laura and Cara did, which both of them pretty much used like all their body, which they should have done. I mean, I, what I, I actually really like this, this daily, and the girls kind of showed what the show is about, and literally the name is, is what it is. It's supposed to challenge you. Like, most of these girls can run straight. They can jump. That's easy. But being able to find a strategy that you can roll your body with no limbs. And we saw two of them. You know, Laurel was bending her neck backwards and just kind of getting that flow. And Kara was pushing her face off the ground and, <laughs> and just constantly snagging it down. But I, it just showed that all you had to do was figure out how to do it. And then you could do it. I don't think athleticism played into this as much. I just feel like it was a strategy. Once you figured it out, you just kept going. Because all the girls eventually got going and got to the grill. I think it's one of those things that you really can't train for. You know, who is at home saying, yes, wrap me up in saran wrap and lay me on the ground so I can try and roll around in my yard. That's not normal. Plus it's sand and that gets everywhere. So the whole thing is, I just think that people, like Tyler said, just figured out the right strategy faster. And I think that if every, I think everybody else just kind of gave up because it just was very uncomfortable and I would be very claustrophobic. It just, it doesn't sound like a fun day at the beach to me. Now it's the guy's turn. TJ wrapped the guys up and Zach already complains that he's being wrapped too tight. Too tight, too tight, can't breathe. I'm huge, so I hate small spaces. So I don't like this feeling. I actually want to quit this before it even starts. So the boys kick it off, and Leroy and Jordan barely move. Bananas and Johnny Riley take the lead. Jordan ponders, why is he working so hard? What am I working my ass off for? I already know, Laurel's one. Then I look up and I see my friends Johnny and Zach from the one and two. I'm not gonna get voted in. However, I bet they'll vote the way I want them to. I'll go to the draw. Number one, and Zach and Johnny Riley are in the lead. He bets on his own politics and decides to take his chance in the draw. You mean his politicking? I don't think politicking really applies to, to this one specifically. He said since he was making out with Laurel. Yeah, but... I, I think Jordan was politicking. Not in this case, no. You don't sound so sure, Malik. No, I agree. I think in the instance... Um, last season with Rivals 2 when he hooked up with Sarah. I think that was Paula Dicking. That was definitely Paula Dicking. But I think this, like, he just, like, I feel like with Laurel, like, Jordan, Jordan loves competition, and so does Laurel, and he sees Laurel as a competitor. 
And that's something he finds attractive about her, as he said earlier. So I think this is Paula Dicking is coming into play only because like it's just a natural connection, is what I think. Exactly. He's marrying Tori, which is like a mini Laurel. I think she's gonna end up being a mini Laurel at some point. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Love War Challenges. What's good? Uh, how's it going? This is uh, Derek. Derek Kaczynski. So this is Polly, and you're listening to Love War Challenges. What up, Malik? This is Cara Maria. This is a shout-out to the Love War and Challenges podcast. You're totally awesome. Love War Challenges. For anyone listening to this, they're at LWC Podcast. World's most dangerous podcast. But continuing on, Zach takes the lead and Johnny Riley catches up and they are neck and neck. Johnny Riley actually inches up and he gets first and Zach struggles with getting on the bun. He gets second and he starts screaming to be let loose. Come here, please. Please come here. Come down, bro. You're not in this. Just calm down. I have a fear of being tied down. So I was kind of having a panic attack. I just don't want to be labeled a quitter, so I sucked it up and finished. You two can go right to these buns. Bananas roll in at three, Kohada at four, and then CT rolls in at five. Everybody else times out, they're going to be in the draw. Now at this point, Laurel is used to winning. All right, congratulations, Johnny and Laurel. You guys win today's challenge. Good job. At this point, I'm used to winning, not to sound like I'm bragging or anything, but honestly, I've won a lot of challenges. It's standard. <laughs> Lowe focuses on Teresa and Anissa. Riley wants bananas because Jordan has been running his mouth all day about how he wants bananas. He wants to be the one to take him out. So it's really, it's really interesting how like TJ was kind of clueless on what's going on. Because he was, like, telling, like, Jordan and Leroy, like, to move. And they were like, nah, we're good. So that just brings up the question, <laughs> like, 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 do you guys think that actually putting yourself in the draw is smart strategy? Or do you think it ruins the integrity of the game, like, manipulating the format? Or is it just, like, one of those situations where we say, all's fair? I believe, in this case, all is fair works pretty well. It depends on how you're manipulating it. <laughs> if you're willing to go into an elimination and you think you want to hedge your bets a little bit and line, line yourself up with a weaker opponent or somebody who you're confident against, by all means, go at it. If you want to just, if you feel like taking your chance at the draw is going to be more beneficial than having to fight it out and politic or defend yourself, also, that works. So I'm actually okay with the draw being manipulated because you can only manipulate it to a certain degree. Because if you're in the draw, guess what? It's a good chance that you might go in. Now, some of those chances are 50-50. Some of those chances is 12%. So it really just bets on how much do you believe in your own luck. And that's the best thing about it. It's luck. There's no skill involved in the draw at all. Things with the, with the draw, you're still putting yourself up for elimination. Rather, you're one of, was it one of the three chance for this episode? I'd rather have a guaranteed no chance knowing that I know someone that's not going to put me in than risk going in, you know? It's like, that's kind of stupid. But... Someone like Leroy has a reason to like go to the draw because if he's if he comes in any place that's not first, there's a good chance he's gonna get voted in because Laurel, who already won, my girlfriend because Laurel already said her name, you know, because Leroy already said her name. So for Leroy, I see the point. For Jordan, not so much. Even for Leroy, I kind of see it's like he shouldn't have because 
as much as people won't admit this, Leroy uses bananas as a shield every season because people will target him first. So as long as bananas is there, Leroy doesn't have to worry about getting targeted, in my opinion. But Becky, what, what, what do you feel about, about, you know, manipulating the system? I feel like if you're not cheating, you're not trying. If you're not manipulating the system to make it work for you, you're not really trying to win. So you look at it and if, if you can make it work in your favor, I say, why not? You know, that's, if it's not a rule set in stone that production has put against you, then that's on them for not making that rule. Uh, when it comes to Leroy, I understand I would take a one in three shot versus a 90% shot that Laurel will vote me in because I've already said her name. Laurel is very vindictive. Laurel will go after you for saying her name. She's not afraid to. So I honestly understand where Leroy is coming from. I also stand understand Jordan because at the end of the day, I think that he doesn't care. He's got enough bravado to think that he could win any elimination against any person, and it doesn't matter what the situation is. So I can see Jordan doing it in every every manner. So I don't think he cares. So this is where the episode gets really interesting. During the workout, the boys are discussing how Jordan is going to take out bananas. Jordan has been saying they wanted to take Johnny on, like, forever. And it's like, when are you going to get the chance well, to you know what? I just saw a chance it and, uh, you know, we go up there and not, and not get it. Hey, we'll go up there first and just flip every single one. Jordan's major handicap isn't his hand, it's his pride. So why don't we gas him up and we get this kid to nominate himself in? Dude, this is a win-win for us. If that's what I mean, if that's what it takes, like, I flip one to one. That'd be pretty tight. That'd be badass. There's three of us in the draw. How do you guarantee yourself to pull that card? You flip all of them. So I will flip every single card until I get that kill card. That'll be one of the best challenge moments of all time. I told Bananas I'm gonna send him home. I'm a man of my word, and I will send you home, Bananas. So, Zach suggests that Jordan goes first and flip every card. CT puts a battery in his back because it pretty much helps him and it keeps him out of one. Zach says it would be the best challenge moment of all time. In the moment, at this time, I'm going to take it all the way back to season 25. How do you feel about Jordan pondering flipping all of the cards? Good idea? Bad idea? Tyler. I'll keep it short. It's a good idea because he wants to take out bananas, and the only way to do that is to guarantee he flips all those cards. I think it falls on both sides. You go, it's a terrible idea because you never want to go into an elimination because they're dicey. You never really know how it's going to turn out. You may have a bad day. Something happens, and it doesn't work in your favor. But it's also a good thing because it shows you have balls and makes people second-guess you so if and when you come back, people will be more scared to come after you. It, so, I mean, and, ever, and then when you really look at it, not very many people are just going to step up and say, I want to go in. And, I mean, I think he knows it'll go down in challenge history. So I think he's got enough of the need to be the head honcho and the big guy on the campus that he would do it willingly. I think Jordan is just trying to make a name for himself. I, this is, what, his second season? So he's... New to this, he's not really well known. He, he did okay his first season, won a few eliminations, but he didn't really stand out as much. And I feel like this is a, in his head, like pulling all the cards is something that's going to put his name in history. It's when you think of Jordan, you're going to think of this moment right away. And that, that's what happened. 
So you can't you can't really blame Jordan's ego right now. I disagree. I believe you can blame Jordan's ego 100%. You don't want to go into eliminations. Eliminations are dicey. Ballsy, yes. This is a ballsy thing. I mean, in the early days of the challenge, if people felt like they weren't doing good, it was much more team-based. People would vote themselves in all the time. So I just looked up the challenge stats that we have a database for that not everybody else has a database for. But up to this point, this was the 18th nominating oneself into elimination up to this point. In those nominations, people have won 12 of those 17. So the odds are in his favor. And I think the reason why is because that person knows they're going in and the person they're going up against doesn't know. So confidence is, is a key factor. Yeah. And I mean, also, if you look at the, some of these that people nominated themselves for, like Paula against Anissa in a, like a pole wrestle, she set herself up to lose. Like Katie went up against Camilla. She set herself up against to lose, you know? So some of these, you know, like the Bananas infamous backpack, that's on here as well. So it, it, it's really, I think, a confidence thing of if you feel like you're going to be able to take them out, do whatever you want to do. It's your game. It's your money. However you want to get to the end, you know, just do it. Absolutely. I, I do believe it's, it's super ballsy. Um, but yeah, I think his ego definitely does have a lot to do with it. Let's see how that works out for him. So go ahead and move into club night. Anissa approaches Laurel and in an effort to try to get Laurel to come on her side and keep her safe, Anissa decides to uh, suck Laurel's dick a little bit, make her feel good about mm -hmm. herself, appeal to her, her, uh, her nicer side. We're all having a good time, and I just want to talk to Laurel, see where her head's at, and I just feel like there are certain things that she needs to know, and I am the person to tell her. I knew today you were gonna win. I knew you were, you know? You're just good at this weird You really are. And I'm good when it comes to eliminations. Like, I don't, I don't know where I stand in this thing. If I was in your position with the same lineup, I know who I'd pick, and it wouldn't be you. Who would it be? Out of, I mean, out of the people that are here, I'd throw in Jessica. Like, God forbid she had to carry me anywhere, it's not gonna happen, you know what I mean? But if they were like, pick up Laurel and run with her, I'd be like, all right, solid, which way do you want me to carry her, you know? <laughs> but I wanted to have a real conversation with you because that's just what it is, yeah. you know? It's just, I don't know. You're a terrible saleswoman. If this is Anissa's ploy to get me to not vote for her, she's doing an absolutely horrific job. I wish we were the way that I thought we were gonna be on this. Gotta let go of those expectations. Anissa floats Jessica's name, and uh, Loru just isn't buying it at all. Loru thinks that Anissa is a terrible salesman, and she's just not even open to any more of this conversation. Anissa is a legend in the game. She's been doing these for a while. She has done great, always seemed to fall short just a little bit, but she brings a lot of drama. She brings a lot of character. She is, she is just as big of a part of the challenge as some of the other biggest names. How does it make you guys feel to see such a legend, such a beast, just grovel to be saved, just groveling and begging? I mean, I know it's all gameplay and politics, but I just hated the way it looked. I hated the way it made me feel. I mean, it's well known that Anissa doesn't like to pick sides and that she's a floater. So she will always kind of go towards the people who are winning to try and get more protection. And as the herd thins out, she just gravitates more and more towards, you know, the people who are winning. Uh, 
it's not abnormal in my mindset. I think she is in pure panic mode and that she is really desperate to try and stay in this game. I feel bad, but at the same time, it's very on par with what she's done in the past. I don't see this as being strange or abnormal. And Anissa is just trying to do what's best for her game. So you can't really be upset with her. But yet again, she, I, I don't know. There's like a whole weird situation. Like you're trying to do what's best for your game, but you're doing it wrong. So you're doing the right thing, but you're also kicking yourself in the ass to doing the right thing. So I feel like Anissa is just in a bad situation and Teresa just, and Teresa just locked out. Okay, well, here's, here's the question real quick. If you're Anissa, how would you approach this? Like, because we all said it was bad. We all agree to this. So what should she have done to keep herself out of elimination? If I was Anissa, yeah, you, you, you got to come from a position of power. Hey, Laurel, make sure you keep my fucking name at your mouth. I'll make sure you wish you were never born. I will come back. I will fuck your whole life up. That's what you do. You threaten them like any other good challenger. No, but if you're Anissa, you just tell all straight up. If look at who's left, that you, it's in the draw. You can beat any one of those three, and you have a better odd than Teresa. That's all you got to say. And Laurel can take it as it goes, because you make yourself known that you're a dominant force. You make it known you're going to come after her if you come back. That's what that's really got to do. Don't kiss her ass, because that's not who Laurel is. Okay, well then what about this? I had this idea. What if she said, Laurel, you talk a big game. Why don't you be the one to send me home? Why are you going to have somebody else do your work for you? I'm saying, like, you're already going in. You might as well just call her out and be like, oh, so you don't want to take me out one-on-one? You want somebody else to do your dirty work? I see how it is. You're kind of, you're scared to face me one-on-one. Laurel is not Jordan. Laurel is not the type that's going to jump into anything. You don't know, though. Laurel is more like Jordan than anybody else. Laurel might say. Well, no, but she's not overconfident like that. Don't you roll your eyes at me, Tyler? Yes, she is. <laughs> I didn't roll yes, my eyes. Yes, she is. In the episode, she talked about <laughs> being used to winning so much. Like, Laura is one of the cockiest challengers that we have. Not in a bad way, but... I just can't see her... Too. I can't see her flipping all the cards or jumping into an elimination purposefully, especially when she's no. safe. I don't see her doing that. It doesn't have to be, but it would just be like, if, like, we meet in elimination, take me out yourself, or beat me in a final. Don't have somebody else do your work for me or for you. Like, that's just... Like, if Anissa knows she's going in, in my eyes, that's just the only way out is to just do it yourself. Let these other, you know, these, these, other, these other sheep battle it out and you can take me on one-on-one. That could work. Definitely an interesting take. Let's go ahead and cut into nominations. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Love War Challenges. What's good? Uh, how's it going? This is uh, Derek. Derek Kaczynski. So this is Paulie, and you're listening to Love War Challenges. What up, Malik? This is Car Maria. This is a shout-out to the Love War and Challenges podcast. You're totally awesome. Love War Challenges. For anyone listening to this, they're at LWC Podcast. World's most dangerous podcast. This person, I can't figure her out or figure out where she stands. So my vote is for Anissa. Girl, bye. Bye. All right, Johnny, you're up. I got a back lower on hers. I'm going with Anissa. All right, so Anissa, you're up in elimination. Come on in. All right, so now for the guys. So Johnny, you're up. It's definitely one of the biggest obstacles for me. Try to get rid of him once already, and uh, I'm gonna try again. Mr. Bananas. Johnny is literally a puppet dangling on uh, the strings of Jordan. The guy doesn't think for himself. And Laurel, which guy? 
Um, I told Johnny that I would back him on his decision. Nothing personal, Johnny Bananas. Okay, so it's gonna be Anissa and Bananas. You guys are gonna be in the elimination no matter what. And the bottom three girls and the bottom three guys from the last challenge, I'll see you guys in the draw. Cool? See you there. I got what I wanted. Oh, here we go. So both Riley and Loru vote in Anissa and Bananas. Time for Bananas to earn his stripes. Now at this point, Jordan is having second thoughts. Probably setting myself up for the biggest bonehead move in challenge history. You know, the hardest part about this decision is if it doesn't go according to plan. I lose out on a chance for a lot of money, but more importantly, I kind of leave Laurel. How often do people say they're going to do things and actually follow through with it? It's not the saying part that's hard. It's the doing. Well, that's what I'm talking about. I have confidence in Jordan, so I think it's fine if he wants to pull all of the cards. It's going to be kind of badass. You go in, you do the best you can, you give it everything you've got. Can't go wrong. You can go wrong. I wish that Laura would tell me not to. I wish that she would tell me this is so stupid, don't do this, but she doesn't. So Laura pushes for Jordan to do it. She thinks it's badass. Is Laura being a good girlfriend right now? Uh, shouldn't she be talking him out of doing something so ridiculously stupid that can backfire in such a big way? I mean, you can't really blame Laurel. If I'm Jordan, basically this move defines his career and he wants it to, and he wants to do it. But he also said that he wants Laurel to talk him out of it. Yeah, but he didn't tell Laurel that. He said it in his own confessional. If I'm Laurel, if I'm Laurel right now... If Laurel can't read his mind, she's not a good girlfriend. But Jordan's going around the house saying he's going to do it. If I'm Laurel, I'm going to just support what he's saying and say, go for it, you're going to do it. Boost up his ego so when time comes, he has all the support he needs and he can do it. Because if you tell Laurel, if Laurel tells Jordan, yeah, don't do it, and then Jordan pulls the kill card, Jordan's like, so, like everything, his, his morals just drops because he, he doesn't want to go in. Put him in the mindset of going in and he'll do good. I don't think she was encouraging him to do anything. I think she was just telling him, if you want to do it, then go ahead and do it. I support you. I don't see her being like, yeah, Jordan, that's going to be totally hot. Flip all the cards. Like, that's exactly what she said. In her confessional, not She's, to him. No, she told him. She said, hey, you said you're going to do it. You're going to have to do it. She told him that she thinks it's badass. Well, it is technically a badass situation. It is a badass move to do. But I don't think she's like, yeah, do it, Jordan, do it. But what, like she said in her confessional, she's like, does she want him to do it? No, but she's not going to, like, discourage him because he's a grown, number one, he's a grown adult, so he can make his own decisions. And she doesn't want to discourage him from doing what he wants to do because that could cause resentment. No, I, I agree with the assessment that Antonio said where if she tells him not to do it, it discourages him. But if she encourages him, it's going to give him more moral support and it's going to make him feel better. So I think she did the right thing. It's not her move, it's his move. Uh, we do see this all the time where couples say, don't go into elimination, stay longer. And I think that kind of puts this like sense of false confidence around, I don't know. And it, it really can hinder gameplay. And we saw it uh, on War of the Worlds 1. And it kind of just like pulled somebody back that was in the zone. So it could go, it could go in a lot of different ways. Uh, ultimately, though, she probably made the right decision, put him in a good, good mind frame to go in there and handle business. Let's go ahead and move on to 
eliminations. Cass walks into the elimination, and Jordan sees the wall. And at this point, he knows that he probably just really, really fucked up. I mean, especially the way that his uh his luck is turning out for him, that it just happens to be... Uh... So what's interesting about this situation is that the challenge gods, the producers, actually switched around the eliminations. And... How so? So there's an order, and in most, most seasons, run through the same eliminations, just because they don't have... 14 different eliminations on hand back in the day. Now they have a bigger budget. They can, they have eliminations out the wazoo. But back then, the order of eliminations kind of went a little bit different. So if you remember, uh, the first elimination was Balls In, followed by Wrecking Wall. So what should have happened, it went, it went Balls In, Wrecking Wall, Looper, Oppenheimer. And then Balls In, and then they skipped Wrecking Wall, actually, when Jordan went in against Swift. So they might have been doing that in his favor, but then they brought Wrecking Wall against him, against Bananas, when they knew he was going to go into elimination. So they kind of did it against him anyways. So realistically, this elimination should have never been what it was. They moved around the order of things to benefit how their show was going, and they wanted something to go the way they wanted to, in my eyes. Here's Tyler with their excuses. No, it's not an excuse. This is just what they did. I mean... Maybe, maybe the order was random. Maybe it wasn't an actual set order. Well, balls in, balls in was the first, fifth, and ninth elimination. So, well, maybe there was like a problem setting up the original one, and they had to do a last minute change because that's happened numerous times in the whole like franchise of the challenge. Where or they would maybe set up the production one. wanted to help Bananas out and get him another win so yeah, that he could stay in the you game. Can't, but you can't predict it though because Jordan could say all he wants. That he's gonna go in, but he doesn't have to. Like, here's a good example. We had um, a few seasons ago. Paulie was gonna say he's gonna not. He's gonna go in, go in, go in, go in. When he was in the tribunal to to go against Kyle, when it came to it, Paulie didn't go in. He did try. He asked TJ if he could go in. TJ shut him down. But he didn't go in though. That's the thing. Okay, there's a there's a difference here, real quick. That that you're kind of missing when you're saying yes, that I know can't... one person saved, the other person isn't. But he still could have went in. There's just numerous times where. In the challenge where people wanted to go in and they could have easily not went in. You like no, but hang on a second before them setting up wrecking wall is the safest way to protect Johnny Bananas in this elimination. And hear me out: if they put him in anything super physical against Leroy, Leroy is going to take him out. If they put him in anything else against Jordan, it's a toss-up. Jordan could win most of these, or Bananas could, but it's not a guarantee. You put Johnny Bananas against anything against Preston, he's going to win. Wrecking Wall is the only elimination that has a balance that Bananas has a better chance to win than the other eliminations. So, in my eyes, yes, they did. Yeah, every other one would pretty much either be pretty much even. For this draw. For this draw, yes. For this draw, yes. Very interesting. So, Anissa and Bananas comes down, and so does the challengers who's participating in the draw. I see the wall. Already, I'm like, oh, man. This is the one elimination round that I could see Jordan giving himself second thoughts on actually flipping all these cards. All right, everybody. Welcome to your seventh elimination round on this season of Free Agents. As you guys know, Laurel and Johnny won the last challenge. Therefore, they had to nominate one guy and one girl to go straight into the elimination round. They chose Johnny Bananas and Anissa. So come on down. 
I also need the bottom three guys and the bottom three girls from the last challenge. Come on down. All right, guys, tonight you're taking part in the draw. The draw is where one guy and one girl are selected purely by chance to come into the elimination round and fight for their right to stay in this game. So when I call your name, you can come down and flip a card. If it's blank, go ahead and rejoin the group. You're still going for the big money. However, if you flip the card and it has this symbol on it, that's the kill card. You're going to go against either Bananas or Nisa here in the elimination round. Got it? All right, we'll start with the girls. So Nani, come on down. Jeez, confidence. All right, that card is blank. Good to go, congratulations. All right, Jordan, you're up. Jordan has been talking about pulling all three cards all day. That's a bold move, but there's $125,000 on the line, and I would put aside any amount of pride to win that money. I can't believe it. He did it. It's going down. Ah! Wow. All right, Jordan, you're up. Bam, bam, bam. All right, bananas, you're mine. <laughs> Jordan would have better odds going to Vegas throwing 125 grand on red and winning. This might be the biggest mistake Jordan's ever made. Jordan, I've seen it all. Looks like it was your lucky day today, Preston. Leroy, go ahead and rejoin the group. <laughs> yep. What an idiot. <laughs> wow. All right, moving on. John A, you're up. 50-50 chance. Come on, John Don't do it. I'm going for the third card, but for some reason, I second-guess myself. That's the kill card. Devin, congratulations. You're still in the game. Go ahead and rejoin the group. Go, Johnny. All right, guys, tonight you're playing Wrecking Wall. Johnny, you've played this before, but I'll explain the game anyway. As you can see, there's a giant wall behind me with bells at the top of it. This game is going to be played in two rounds, one for guys, one for girls. So I'm going to line you up in front of your wall. And when I say go, you're going to punch and kick some footholds and some handholds all the way up this wall until you reach the top and ring that bell. First person to ring the bell will win tonight's elimination round and stay in the game. Loser goes home empty-handed. Everybody got that? All right, we're going to start with the girls tonight. So Anissa and John A, you're up. Let's do it. There we go, girls. So Jordan decides to come down, and he flips all three cards. Now, listen, I don't care how you feel about Jordan now or then. If you take yourself back to episode seven, season 25, when this happened, this was badass. It was, it was badass. It's throwing all caution to the wind. I'm going to do what I said I was going to do, and it's fucking game time. Anybody here feel differently? No. I don't. No, I don't. I, th I think, yeah, it was, it was awesome when I first saw it. It was something you don't really ever see. No. And the older challenges, people be like, yeah, I feel like I wasn't doing well. I guess I'll go in. This is just says, I want to take you out. I'm going to do what I need to do to be able to throw myself into elimination to be able to take you out. Definitely badass. That would definitely go down in challenge history as one of the greatest moments. I don't think that Jordan can do anything else in his challenge career that could top that as his best moment ever. I mean, he could win like eight finals. No, 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 he can't. It's going down. So, the girls are up first. 
Anissa is flat out stronger than John A. She's punching through this wall a whole hell of a lot faster. It's actually very bittersweet. I love John A, but it definitely feels amazing to get up that wall and to know that more than half the people up there wanted me to fail. Solid performance by a veteran. Thank you. Great job, Anissa. Go ahead and rejoin the group. Now, Anissa doesn't have a huge lead, but she's able to get it done. I think John A put up a nice, strong fight, but we didn't come here for the girls' elimination. We came here for the main event. Johnny versus Jordan, Wrecking Wall. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Love War Challenges. What's good? Uh, how's it going? This is uh, Derek, Derek Kaczynski. So this is Paulie, and you're listening to Love War Challenges. What up, Malik? This is Cara Maria. This is a shout out to the Love War and Challenges podcast. You're totally awesome. Love War Challenges. For anyone listening to this, they're at LWC Podcast. World's most dangerous podcast. left and right, just blowing through this drywall like butter. Be smart, be smart. It's neck and neck, and all I can think is go. It's just pull, 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 step. <laughs> up. Then I make a mistake. Holy Holy Down goes Jordan. Wow. Oh, get up there. Oh, one more! Oh, boy! Oh, my God. I've won quite a few eliminations in my time. None more gratifying than that. That pompous little arrogant bitch asked for it, and I brought the thunder. You know, missed a step, and I went down. That was the biggest bonehead move I've ever seen, dude. One way or the other, we're making record books. Kahana, what, what was that that she said about the bulldog and the chihuahua? Johnny, stop. Another solid performance. Nice work, Bananas. Go ahead and rejoin the group. You're still in the game. And then for no good reason at all, Jordan decides to fall. Jordan goes down. Bananas win. Jordan's greatest moment is followed by his greatest defeat. Not counting that shit in uh, Rivals. But all that talk, all that bravado, all of that I'm going to take you out shit is thrown all the way out the window. How did you guys feel about Jordan taking a fall after such an amazing moment and such a great campaign to get Johnny Bananas out? It's kind of like a gosh darn it, it figures. You know, he was doing so well. You really saw him, you know, getting really close to winning. And then he makes one mistake and it all falls apart. So I, at this point, I wasn't even a huge fan of his, but I was heartbroken for him because I really felt the pain that came with it, that he really did want to win this elimination. It but it was par for the course. You pretty much knew what was going to happen by the end. Uh, I really didn't like it. It sucked. I thought it would have been a better story if somebody nominates themselves, flips those cards, takes them out in an elimination that they are not favored to win. Uh, it, would, it would really mix up the whole house. I think, I think this move, if he would have won, would have helped propel CT to the top of the ladder. 
uh, which could have been good or bad, but I think it just would have, it would have just changed the whole dynamic of everything. Like everything would be different. Antonio, how does this win make you feel? I mean, I do agree with Tyler how this, this elimination really changed the whole game. But just seeing Jordan slip was like, it was great to see. But then yet again, it was like, wow, like this guy actually pulled one of like the most ballsiest, ballsiest move in the game and lost. And when I'm first watching this, I wasn't really like as a big a banana fan as I am now because this was my first season. I was actually like trying to see like, wow, if Jordan wins, like what the fuck's going to go on? But now I'm like, this is fucking great. Like, this is exactly what Bananas needed, especially for his ego for the rest of the season. And I'm, I'm just the happiest person just watching it, watching it again. I'm glad you're so happy. You're not the only one. Johnny Bananas is happy. Johnny Bananas is in full-blown gloat mode. And Jordan is defeated in competition and mentally. After all the shit talk, Bananas still shakes his hand and says, good game. It was a great elimination. Jordan is on his way out, but on his way out, he doesn't stop and kiss Laurel. Did that strike anybody as odd that he didn't go back up and kiss Laurel on the way out? Nah, he's trying to keep her head in the game. He doesn't want her to, like, dwell on him for too long. Like, the quicker he's out of there, you know, the quicker she can move on and play her game. I think Jordan still should have said goodbye. I feel, I feel like if you're especially, like, hooking up with someone throughout the whole season, one kind of want to say goodbye to I think it's the right thing to do, especially it gives Laurel like clarification that, you know, this could be something real. I think you just, if you just leave like that, it's kind of like, oh yeah, I'm using you for the game. Thanks for that. And call it a day. Honestly, I think it just happened so fast. And he was just, I don't think he was thinking. I think he was just reacting and then ended up leaving before realizing that, hey, I didn't get a chance to say goodbye. I think at the end of the day, he might have been a little bit defeated with the way he did lose, and I feel bad for the guy. I don't honestly think it was an intentional thing. I don't think it was a situation where he wanted to keep her head in the game. I think he just wanted to go home, and he was done. Jordan has said that he kind of lives by this quote, and he said this on Dirty 30, and he says, winners talk, losers walk. So I think he just lives that mentality. If you don't win, you don't get a right to talk. You just move on and try, you know. Try and come yeah, back that's what, that means like talking shit. It's just no. saying about a laurel. It's a three-second thing. I don't know. What I will say this, though, is that this elimination completely changed Jordan. I think if he would have won this elimination, he wouldn't be the challenger he is today. Like, this, this failure helped, it, it like helps him become a better challenger in the future. Jordan was obviously using laurel to get further in the game. Nobody who's in love or has a serious connection is going to bounce without saying, he just waves, peace, I'm out, bye. Like, ew. Wasn't there a rumor, though? Wasn't there a rumor about what happened after that? Becky, didn't you know something about that? Uh, Yeah, they'll talk about it at the reunion, but basically the room that he was in after he got eliminated was right next to the house. So he just was a door away from them. He actually opened the door and they did, were able to say their goodbyes. That way, he actually got fined because he's not, he, they weren't supposed to do that. But yes, he did find a way to say goodbye to Laurel. Bananas is still in gloat mode, and Laurel comes up to say congrats to Bananas, and Bananas presses her about the relationship that she had with Jordan. I already knew that he was a f- idiot. 
Congratulations. Thank you, Laurel. My hand hurts. Laurel walks into my room. This is the wrong time, Laurel. All that stuff that I've been keeping bottled up, all the stuff that I wanted to say to you is now just gonna come gushing out. Yeah. What are you gonna do now? Your boyfriend's gone. I'm just gonna keep going. What do you think? You're just gonna keep going? Yeah. When did there become some sort of feud between me and you? Well, what would you have rather me have done? You just didn't want to go in. You're damn right I didn't. I didn't. Did I deserve but it? But it wasn't up to me. Yes, it was. You were going to blame this what all I'm on gonna me. What I'm going to say is this, Laurel. Because of a relationship that you established in this house, you voted me in. Well, so that was my reasoning. I don't think Jordan's motives are 100% kosher. He goes after the girl that he thinks is going to protect him, is going to be the strongest girl in the house. I don't like your train of thought. I don't like where you're going with that. You don't know what Jordan and I had or talked about or anything like that. You're mad at me for voting you in. Don't attack my loyalties and my relationships. What I had with Jordan was real. I'm sorry if you guys are gonna get married and have babies and ride off into the sunset, but I'm just saying, I just don't think that's so. It's I like, just dude, said congratulations, I've... I'll leave. All right. So stupid, dude. Basically saying the same thing that I was saying. He was using you, he bent you to his will, and that it wasn't real, and he pretty much digs in Laurel's ass a little bit about it. Do you guys think that Johnny was uh, overstepping the line too much? Was he just still in gloat mode? Was this... What do you guys make of Johnny's behavior towards Laurel after the elimination? Well, as Tyler said, winners talk, losers walk. So he has the right to say what he wants, right? Right. Becky? I mean, it's, it's totally out of pocket. Basically, you know, kicking someone while they're down, she came in to try and kind of make peace. And, of course, Johnny wasn't having any of it. It it was upsetting to a degree because at the end of the day, she wasn't even the one that made the vote. The one that made the vote was Johnny, Johnny Riley, and she just went along with it. So the fact that she just continued forward with a vote that wasn't even her real decision is it's a typical Johnny to go after a woman instead of going after Johnny Riley, as he should have. Now, here's where I find that this is wrong. Because he wasn't bragging about his win, his first thing was, what are you going to do now, Laurel? And all she was doing, she put her hand out to him, say congratulations. That's it. That's all it was. And, like, I just think his comments are just, they're unnecessary. They don't need to be had. Those type of things should be said behind closed doors or in a confessional, but not face-to-face in that. Because, I mean, I just, I just think it's foul. I'm not saying his opinions are wrong. I'm just saying that time and place just it wasn't needed. That's the reason why Bananas keeps getting cast, because he does things like this. Like, that's what keeps bringing him back. It's this, this routinely bashing people to their face and not feeling sorry about it keeps him around. Loru did nothing but come to congratulate him and most likely just try to make peace. Now that Jordan's out of the house, there's really no barrier between those two working together or at least not going after each other. And he pretty much just threw it all away because he was feeling like top shit at the time. I mean, I understand that was a big elimination. That was a big moment. He's feeling like king shit of fuck mountain. But at the same time, it's okay to be a fucking human being every once in a while. So at this point, Jordan is the laughingstock of the house. Jordan's most impressive performance in this game was flipping those three cards yep. over. You are one pathetic loser. <laughs> Not having Jordan around is definitely going to help my game out a lot. And when he has nightmares about that loss, I hope I haunt all of his dreams. Dude, we convince you to nominate yourself into elimination and send yourself home. <laughs> First thing I'm going to do when I get home is DM him on Twitter and be like, hey, man, thanks again for what you did. 
Just in case you forgot what you did, I want to remind you, I appreciate that <laughs> Hashtag sucker. <laughs> they say pride comes before the fall, and in this case, pride came before the wall. Oh, oh good one. Oh, that's a good one. Wow, I'm going to have to steal that. I thought it was a sure lock-in that Jordan would come back. But things didn't go as planned, and I don't know what's going to happen. The game's got to go on. Like that, right, right there? <laughs>
I am also proud to announce that I am working on a new podcast that should premiere sometime next month. It's going to be called 224 The Basement. It is going to be the first Love War Challenges podcast that is not challenge related. Uh, me and my homeboy from back home, Ace Metaphor, we reconnected after a couple of years and we are going to talk our shit. You guys can prepare to start hearing clips of those in future episodes. Very happy to be bringing it to you guys. It's going to be available in our Love War Challenges podcast feed. So with no further ado, Bananas, close us out. All right. Another great episode, Podstars. Hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you stay updated by following us on Twitter and Instagram at LWC Podcast. Join us up on Facebook at facebook.com slash lovewarchallenges. Join our discussions on Reddit under the challenge subreddit at LWC Podcast. Also, check out our website, lwcpodcast.com. Make sure while you listen to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and YouTube, give us five stars, give us a great review, and most importantly, make sure you subscribe. Have a great day, Potstars. Peace.